Empower Radio presents Out of the Fog. Join intuitive guide and spiritual teacher Karen Hager for lively, positive conversation with light workers, healers, and dynamic wisdom keepers. Get ready for inspiration and connection. This is Out of the Fog on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Karen Hager. Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for spiritual conversation with enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready for some practical, down-to-earth strategies that can bring clarity and harmony back into your busy life? Well, energy practitioner and intuitive life advisor Cheyenne Meese is here. She's coming to the rescue with guidance on handling difficult situations and reconnecting with your personal vision. Are you ready to meet her? Cheyenne Meese, known to some as Cheyenne Autumn Whitehorse, is the founder of Health Heart Soul, LLC, and she's the author of Clarity, Wisdom, Harmony, Simple and Concise Tools for Living. Cheyenne brings close to 30 years' experience as a respected energy practitioner, speaker, and intuitive life advisor. You can find out more about her and her work at CheyenneMeese.com. I'm going to spell that. You ready? C-H-E-Y-E-N-N-E. M-E-A-S-E dot com, Cheyenne Meese dot com. Cheyenne, welcome to Out of the Fog. Thank you, Karen. It is an honor and a delight to be a guest today. Thank you. Wonderful. I'm so glad you're here. Maybe we should start by just, if you can share a little bit for the listeners about what brought you to this work. This is a journey of many years in the making. Yes, it is. Um, I had a um, motorcycle accident when I was 16 years old, and I had a head injury, and um, through that, trying to find my way out of pain and trying to find my way into having harmony and and joy in my life, um, I tried a lot of things that conventional medicine, and it wasn't doing it, and it was the, as some might title alternative, but I like to consider complementary because I really believe that we need both worlds um, to take care of ourselves. And um, it was through that journey of finding cranial sacral work, clarity therapy, acupuncture, chiropractic, massage, those different modalities. But in particular, the um, cranial sacral and the polarity therapy and the intuitive work is really what... Um, literally gave me a new lease on life. And out of that journey, it became really obvious that I was born with an intuitive gift and that I'm an empath. And um, so over the years, honing my skills, kind of unraveling (laughs) the Christmas lights, if you will, that were all balled up, um, I've arrived. And it's awesome. Did you find in your experience that the release in the body, what um, opens up in the body because of those modalities that you took advantage of, did you find that that opening is a part of your opening intuitively? I'm asking because that's how it was for me. Yes. You know, the body in my, in my experience, we hold at a cellular level memories whether we believe in past lives or multiple vibrational lives, however we want to talk about it, or simply this lifetime and having an injury or a difficult birth experience or just stress in our everyday life, that the cells in our bodies, the tissue holds that. 
So the work that I do, now I can do that remotely. In the early days, I was doing everything hands-on, you know, in my office, what have you. Now I can do that work with someone. We can be speaking on the phone, and I can be doing that energy work, or we can schedule a time, and I can do that work for them without them being in the same space with me. So over the years, honing that skill, um, it's, it's been an incredible journey on multiple levels. One of the things that I personally believe about healing is that healing requires, if I'm seeking healing, it requires my full participation and the participation of a healer who I work with and whatever I'm doing, but it requires my full participation. One of the things that I liked about your book, about clarity, wisdom, harmony, is that it gives us practical insights, things that we can do to take responsibility for and begin the path of our own healing. Is that how you saw the book too? Yes. The book came about because so many of my clients over the years said, when are you going to write a book? When are you going to put this all together? And I was like, oh. So I decided to get to it. And, you know, each of those chapters, as you know, are very short. You can read a chapter while you're steeping tea for, or making your coffee in the morning. They're not long, but they, each one of them brings something that you can integrate into your world and give it a try. Is it going to work? Sometimes it's going to be great. Sometimes not. Um, my hope when I wrote the book was that if you got the book and you got one thing out of there, one practical guide, way, something you could integrate, then I achieved my goal. And if you got anything extra, awesome. It was a cherry on top. And if you could share it with a friend or a loved one or gift the book, which oftentimes happens, people will purchase the book and then they wind up buying it for all their girlfriends or all their sisters or sister-in-laws or whatever. Um, so I, I found that it was just going back and going over the different things that I advise my clients to do when we're working together, I'll say, you know, now I can just say, you know, that chapter in my book on such and such is what would really support you at this time. You have an interesting way for people to tap into whether or not they are living the life that they want. You suggest that we write our own obituaries. Can you say more about it? That makes me, it makes me nervous. So we <laughs> say more, which is probably why I should do it, right? Um, I know, I know. That was one of the chapters that, um, you know, some people are like, I, I couldn't read that right away. I had to do other parts of the book. And then I came back to it or, you know, that was so intriguing to me or that. And as I say in the book, I talk about how that was something that um, in my polarity training we did. And I thought, how crazy is this? And a little creepy if you ask me. And I, I had... I, I didn't have a positive reaction to it, I wouldn't say. I was kind of like, ooh, but, you know, you're in school and you do. This is what, what the writing assignment is. And I found it really powerful. And then I took it a little bit further to, um, you know, writing your own obituary would be like kind of looking at where have you been? What have you done? How have you touched the world? And are you doing being the person you want to be, that you're here to be. And, um, and then you take it a little bit deeper and you think, well, you know, 
if I only had a year to live, what would I do? And, and oftentimes with my clients, I'll, I'll support them in this. We do it together a lot of times. Um, if you had a month to live, if you had a week to live, if you had one day to live. And out of that, what would be the common thread? What would that be? Some people would be, I'd travel. Others would be, be with my family. Others would be, pay all my bills. I don't know. You know, but whatever that is, then, then you know, by all means, create the ability to make that happen. You know? What would you say to somebody who had realized they weren't living the life that they want, but don't know how to create the ability to make that happen. Somebody who feels for whatever reason that they are so far or sometimes prevented from that potential, that desire, that having what they want, how, how can you help them? Well, the first thing is once you have clarity that that's what's happening, you have the choice to celebrate the knowing, like, wow, I haven't been living the life I want, or I'm not doing what I want, or, you know, I want to do things differently. That clarity can be celebrated or not. And that's one of the chapters in my book that's called The Cavemen Ate Raw Meat. And that is they ate raw meat until they knew about fire. And I kind of think that once they had fire, they didn't stand around and say, oh, that was really dumb. We weren't cooking our food, you know. They just went like, how great is this, you know. Um, and that's where I think we as human beings, and I see it a lot in my practices, when we get the clarity where things aren't where we'd like them to be or think they should be, and I, you know, I parentheses around should and go, let's erase that word out of our vocabulary for the most part. But we do that a lot to ourselves. And you know, I'll say, let's just stop shouldn't on ourselves, you know, like, let's, like, okay, I have clarity. Well, what can you do? Sometimes all you can do is change your perception in your mind. Maybe you can't physically change it, but you can um, decide how you want to be with it, how you want to think about it. I work with a, a fair amount of people who have had some really difficult lives in, as children or young adults. And, you know, what can we gain from that? What is the gift in that? And that's, that's a stretch. Like, I, I know that's a stretch with the people I work with. And I respect them, and I want to honor them and hold a safe space for them. And when we get done, they're able to see the gift. There's always a silver lining. It's there. So to me, that the first thing is you're having clarity, and out of that, then what can you do, even if it's one little thing? Maybe it's just smiling at people when you walk down the street, and you never used to smile. Maybe it's getting up in the morning and just being thankful that you, you, know, you have the ability to take a breath, or you have the clarity that you want to make a change. I think it's small things. Mm -hmm. I think it's little for when you do that. I know that you often, and you mentioned it, sort of alluded to it, you often work with clients who've gone through some kind of abuse. And at least in, in my work, what I see is that when that happens, there's not just the abuse, there's the anger that comes up when you do get some clarity. When you realize what happened and you realize how it has affected you and maybe even how it is still affecting you, how do you help your clients move through that anger? How do we heal 
those places that feel so raw, even if what happened was 20 years ago? Well, the, one of the chapters in the book is about acceptance and the serenity prayer. And that's, that prayer is awesome. Like, I love that prayer. And at the same time, I've watched my clients just struggle with that. Because it's like, how do you accept something that's happened to you, that hurt you so badly, and it's had an impact on your entire life? Like, that's a really tall order. Like, really? Accept? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm kind of struggling with that one, you know? Um so I take it a little bit further and I talk about, you know, one of the things is getting beyond that is realizing that running that ticker tape in your head, like, why did that person do that to me? Or why did, why did that happen to me? Or, you know, I don't, what did I do to create that? All of that thinking is really of no value. And I, I, I make the analogy in the book that it would be less painful to go over to a file drawer or a door and stick your head in the jam and slam it a few times. Of mm. course, a metaphor, right? But the idea that you're never truly going to understand it from, from sort of an earthling <laughs> level. But if you expand it out and you think about the potential that our souls come in to teach and learn, then I ask them, what have you learned from that? What was the gift? And oftentimes, most of the time, if someone has been um, abused in their life or had something really bad, they typically learn that they never want to be like that. That's not the person that they want to be. And so that is to be celebrated. And that is, that's where you're gaining wisdom. And once they have that, there's this level of harmony that comes in. You know, there's this peacefulness in themselves. I mean, it, it happened. You're not going to change it. You're never going to go back and erase it. It happened. But to honor yourself, to hold space for that, and then get the clarity of what that's created in your world, and then you, you get to choose. You're the person who decides what you want to do with what happened to you. And when you make the decision that you don't want it to run you anymore, you seek, and that's when people seek individuals like yourself, like me, to help them move through it. Mm. You're listening to Out of the Fog with Karen Hager. I'm talking with Cheyenne Meese. She's the author of Clarity, Wisdom, Harmony, Simple and Concise Tools for Living. Find out more about Cheyenne and her work at CheyenneMeese.com. Cheyenne, what you're talking about is bringing people not only into awareness of what happened but and awareness of the gift, but also now awareness of their own agency, how they can change their path, how they can actualize now some of the changes that they want to make. People can feel like they've been asleep for a long time. And that waking up is painful. You might wake up and find yourself 30 years old, 40 years old, 50 years old. And, and just now becoming into awareness. Is there a certain age group that you work with, or do you see this waking up process across all the age ranges? I do. I mean, I have high school students, which I get so excited when I get a high school student or a college student because I think, oh, wow, how cool would that have been if I had that in high school? You know, like uh, we're seeing more and more, you know, of, I am anyway, sadly, students, um, young adults 
feels kind of lost and not knowing what direction to take. And being able to help them at that age is like incredible because they have, well, we really don't know how much lifetime they have ahead, right? We all like to believe we're going to live to be 80 or 120 or whatever, but we really don't know if we'll be here tomorrow or not. So, um, but I do, I do work pretty much cradle to the grave in terms of um, the work that I do energetically. And then, um, but I often see, you know, you do see a lot of individuals in their um, 35, 45, 55, 65, 70, they're saying, you know what, there's more to this. Like, I'm here for a reason. And whatever age that is, when that light bulb sort of goes off, you know, gets clicked on and you're like, hmm, kind of nice to have help, right? It's nice to have support. Because like you said earlier, the individual, in, and I totally agree with you, and, and I say that, that, you know, I, I'm passionate about supporting individuals who are ready to transition to an inspired life, integrating your mind, your body, your heart, and your soul, and aligning in, with their highest good, whatever that is. It doesn't matter how old they are or what job they have or what they've done or they haven't done. It's never too late. No, it is never too late. And I wonder if you have an idea, a suggestion, if somebody listening right now is looking for one thing, maybe it's your favorite practice from the book, maybe it's something that you do in your own life. Is there one thing they could do right now to begin the change that we're talking about? Honor themselves, honor it, that it's, that's that getting clarity about where you really are and respecting that this is just where you are now. What type of tools or support from yourself, from spirit, from other individuals like you, Karen, or the work I do, or there's so many people out there. Um, find someone who honors you and can support you on this journey. Sometimes that idea about asking for help, whether it's um, asking, like turning that question within, asking your guides, asking your higher power, asking your higher self, whatever word you want to use, or asking a friend or a loved one or a professional, sometimes that idea of asking for help comes with this awful prickly sense of deserving. I should have figured this out before now. Nobody else is going to understand what happened to me or what my challenge is. People are going to wonder why I didn't figure it out already. Can you say a little bit about our one of the threads that runs through the book as I read it? There's a thread of compassion, a thread of generosity that runs through your work as I read it. Can you say a little bit about why it's okay to ask for help? I think that it's that old analogy we've heard over and over again about you're on an airplane and the oxygen mask drop down. You put the oxygen mask on yourself first before you start to help young ones or elderly or individuals around you. And so it takes, it's not weak, it's, it's to be courageous to say, this happened to me or I'm lost or... Um, you know, um, I'm ready to make a change, and I don't know how, and I need help. Um, I think that you're actually 
showing up for the people around you that you love when you're willing to take care of yourself, when you're willing to say, you know, I could use a hand, I need a leg up, you know. Well, there's that old idea that we, I think especially I see it in women, we care for everyone else first. Men do it too, but we care for everyone else first. And what happens is that we, whether we are caregivers or healers or teachers or accountants or ballerinas or dental hygienists or blacksmiths, it doesn't matter, that when we give everything away and don't allow ourselves to be fed in return, and the practices in your book are about being fed in return, receiving divine comfort, receiving knowledge of who you really are, receiving clarity, wisdom, joy, harmony. When we don't allow ourselves to receive, we can't, we're giving from an empty well. Absolutely. Can you let listeners know what they can find on your website? If they have any questions about the work that I do, I offer a free 15-minute consult. So it's a, you know, it's simple, it's easy. There's no um, commitment unless it's a fit. Um, there's, if you want to sign up for um, a newsletter, which I don't send a lot of them out, so you won't get regular emails from me, but there's a few free downloads there um, that people might um, find helpful. Um, and uh, it just, my website talks about the different work that I've done over the past close to 30 years now, along with testimonials, and there's some YouTubes that might help people get clarity about, A, whether working with me is a fit, but also, I think when just starting, you know, you start the journey, I might not be that person, but it might lead you to where you need to be or what would support you. And um, for me, the work is really about bringing out the best in, 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 my, in ourselves. Like, how do you let life bring out the best in you? No matter what you get, what cards you get dealt, no matter what's happening in your life, how can you let that bring out the best in you? How can you let that bring out the person that you want to be? Rather than letting someone else's um, interactions with you cause you to react in a way that you're not happy about the way that you responded. And that there's always that, I say often on this program that I believe that with every breath we take, we have a chance to reach for healing, a chance to make another choice, a chance to deepen our connection with the divine, that there is all, no matter how old you are, no matter what you have done or what's been done to you, there is always, always, you can always reach with the next breath for that help. That might be as easy as clicking play on one of those YouTube videos. It might be as simple as looking at yourself in the mirror and instead of immediately thinking bad things about yourself, saying, I love you, or giving yourself a secret smile. Those tiny little things start, can kind of multiply and be amplified until they grow into into real change. Absolutely. And with just a couple minutes left for us, one of the things that made me smile in the book, there are a lot of, the book is written with what to me is a lot of humor. Um, one of the things that made me smile is you said, stop poking the seeds so you can reap the harvest. What, tell, say more about that. Well, my husband and we are a working farm and ranch here, and um, so sometimes, you know, my norm, my everyday life is part of my metaphors, but, you know, we oftentimes make plans for things. We 
plan, whether it's a wedding or a party or we're planning a business plan or a website or vacation, and we'll plan and plan and plan, and then we just don't stop and let it happen. And so if you just keep doing, 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 it's kind of like poking the seed. You know, the farmer plants the seed, and you have to let it germinate. You need to trust in Mother Nature to nurture it and allow it to grow. And one day you see it sprout up through the soil, right? And I think it's the same way with us. We are always too quick to be poking the seed, changing things. I'm not good enough. I should do more. What else can I do? Well, maybe over here. How about up there? So I would just say, like, stop, pause. I mean, there's tons of books about being in the now, you know, letting, receiving, rather than doing, doing, doing. And I say to people, you know, doing nothing is an action. Thank you so much for being on the program. What great fun to connect with you, and thank you for sharing your wisdom with the listeners. Thank you for having me. It was awesome, and I wish everyone an awesome day. Thank you very much. That's Cheyenne Meese. She's the author of Clarity, Wisdom, Harmony, Simple and Concise Tools for Living. You can find out more about Cheyenne and her work. You can check out that free 15-minute consultation at CheyenneMeese.com. That's C-H-E-Y-E-N-N-E. M-E-A-S-E dot com, CheyenneMeese.com. And of course, I always welcome you to go to KarenHager.com and start poking around. Take a look at private sessions that are available with me and classes and events, and there's always a lot of stuff going on. That's at KarenHager.com. And thank you for listening today. Together, we are spreading a little more light in the world, and a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace. Peace.